That's right, four straight days, one more. Five-hour midnight ride to 5 a.m. on this football Friday, I suppose, as we get ready for a super wild card weekend. Mick Monigle here with the 877-337-6666. Fleegelman on the other side, and again, got you till 5 o'clock on our five-hour midnight ride to the warm-up show. And what's the theme for the Open? Not enough. Not Good enough. Not for what this year has to be. Not for the all-in nature the Yankees have to be in. Marcus Stroman is quite simply not enough. There has to be another move. I talked about this yesterday when the speculation first hit that Marcus Stroman and the Yankees were having googly eyes for each other. I don't think it's enough. He is not a good enough pitcher. He's not a second man of the rotation. This is not the kind of pitcher that makes makes me feel like I'm comfortable with where this rotation needs to be to be one of, if not the favorite in the American League, which is what they need to be this year because this year is all we know they have. I've talked about it forever. 2024 is the biggest year They've had in a long time. It is time to win. They have Juan Soto for possibly one year. They've they've made some change. They the the Verdugo move. He's for one year. This is about next year. Maybe the kind. Maybe they sign. Uh, they sign him long term. Maybe Soto signs long term. He just uh, was able to avoid arbitration for thirty one million dollars earlier today. Who knows how long he's here? But I know I've got him for one year. I have to go all in and try and win. And while Strowman's a good pitcher, and there's a lot of this deal I like. Let's put away all the other stuff we'll get to in a second. Let's just talk about the pitcher for one moment. At $37 million a year for two years, at $18 million. And then a vesting for a third if he pitches 140 innings next year. So assuming he's healthy, it's a three-year contract for around $55 million. That is a very good deal. That is a very good contract for the pitcher they received. The pitcher they received is a very good starting pitcher in this league. He's a, a career three, middle three ERA. He's got a ground ball ratio that you would love to pitch in Yankee Stadium. He's He was an all-star last year. This is a solid starting pitcher. This is an upgrade to this team. The rotation is better today than it was yesterday. And the deal is excellent and quite honestly he's got another notch that we're going to we'll get to all the other stuff he said on Twitter and the nonsense in a minute but you can't argue right now I'm not sure exactly where his market was but to get this contract from to to give this contract to the Yankees he wanted to be a Yankee the report was he rooted he reached out to the Yankees this contract screams as we're seeing all the other numbers and Lucas Giolito made this same amount of money the Red Sox give Lake Lucas Giolito this contract. Lucas Giolito, 
who maybe at you know if he reverts back to being the best of his capability could possibly be Strowman, but he does not have the resume of Strowman. He does not have the recent history of Strowman. He does not have the the security, the innings, the know what you're going to get that Marcus Strowman provides. This is an excellent contract. Strowman opted out of a better deal with Chicago and took this deal with the Yankees. Strowman wants to be a Yankee. For all the nonsense he's picked when he, you know, whatever he said about Brian Cashman, the no matter how many Yankee fans he's blocked on Twitter, all the nonsense he's said on Twitter, all the people he's attacked on Twitter, all the every single argument he got to, he has to get into on Twitter and all that stuff which I'm going to talk about in a minute as the concern of him being in New York, but all that being said, he clearly wanted to be a Yankee, and I think that had a lot to do with why this contract was signed, because this is an excellent deal. And for whatever we want to say about Brian Cashman, and as much as I'll defend him, he doesn't turn away excellent deals, right? Even if it comes with consequences, look back at the the Stanton trade. The Stanton trade was an ex- excellent, no-brainer, obviously-you-have-to-do-it trade. But you look down the, the course of the next four, five, six years, and now suddenly you're strapped with a guy who needs to lose weight so he can run as a professional athlete. And has not aged well and continues to get hurt. But in the moment, that's an excellent deal you can't say no to. And I don't know if this is a deal you can't say no to, but this is a very good trade. You are getting a very good pitcher. The Yankees just upgraded their rotation. They're a better team. They're a more dangerous team. They're a more stable team. And this rotation is in better hands now that Marcus Stroman is here. But ultimately, he is not the kind of guy that makes a difference. He is not the kind of guy that you need at the top of the rotation to go with Cole to be all in. And the early reports from today was that they made a contract offer to Snell, and that's the news I wanted to hear. That's the kind of pitcher. As much as he has problems, and people call all day, uh, you know, his walk rate. The years in between the Cy Youngs. I don't even know if I want him. I was just talking to Marco about the the different uh, things the Yankees could do. I don't even want Snell. Well, you got to have somebody. But, yeah, there's issues with Snell, too. But at least you know his stuff, the swing and miss nature of what he gives you. And he just won a Cy Young. That's a clear number two to bolster this rotation and make it dangerous, not just stable. This move stabilizes it. I need a dangerous pitcher in this rotation. I need someone I know I can go out there and dominate, someone I can put with Cole and feel like you good luck in a three game, good luck in a best of uh five with these two pitchers. And Strowman does not provide that plain and simple, no matter what else he gives you. An a good contract, the ground ball rate, the innings, none of it is what you need. And now they're at a point with the money, although it's a great contract, they've reached the threshold where pretty much every dollar they spend from here on out is going to be doubled via the tax. So I know they said the contract uh, offered to Snell earlier. I I would hope they still are willing to pursue that because they need that kind of pitcher. I think there's still reason to go pursue the trades. I still, there is time. There are pitchers available. The offseason is not over. So if this is the move, I'm pissed. I'm going to give them time to go out there and see if they can still make another move. But the, the Snell offer, which immediately I tweeted out, if this stops the pursuit of Snell, it's just not enough. And people are like, well, what do you want them to do? He, retur- he turned down the offer. He turned down the initial offer they made. Who accepts initial offers? 
The idea that the Yankees said, well, this is our best offer. Snell said, no, now we have to pivot. They should have continued to go get try and get Snell. He, he, he declined the initial offer. Everyone declines the initial offer. It's making me feel like that was just thrown out there to fool the people who tweeted me and say, hey, what are you going to do? Into thinking that, hey, they made him an offer. What are you going to do? It's almost that a game played by the Yankees and Brian Cashman to make us realize, well, they weren't going to get Snell. Montgomery wants to go back to Texas. You needed somebody. And while I agree with that, on some level, they do need somebody. And I talked about this yesterday. I hate the word desperate as some sort of negative connotation to it. This reeks of desperation. You know what? I'm desperate. I'm a Yankee fan. I'm desperate for a starting pitcher. I'm desperate to upgrade this team. I'm desperate for a championship. And I'm desperate for this year to be an all-in year. So, yeah, I'm desperate for a starting pitcher. And I have no problem with the Yankees being desperate for a starting pitcher. But this still needs to – This if this is the second pitcher, if this is the second best pitcher they signed, it's, it's, I'm all on board for it. But now the question is, are they done? And if they're done – this is just simply not enough. This is a little bit more of the same. I know they got Juan Soto. I know that. I love the trade. It, it initially uh, and immediately brought a different feel to the team and to the way they went about business. But as you've seen this offseason now play out, and that's why I'll continue to scream about Yamamoto. That's why I was so pissed that night when, when he went to the Dodgers. Oh, Chris, what are you going to do? He's never thrown a pitch. In Major League Baseball, he wanted to go to the Dodgers. They offered him three hundred million. At some point, you got to stop. Why? Uh, you know who cares? Even if they offered him the extra twenty five million, he wasn't going to come. Why are you so mad? Why are you so mad? Why am I so mad? I was so mad because I knew that was a player they were willing to spend for, and I knew that was a player Hal Steinbrenner, Brian Cashman, and the organization was willing to go all in for. Three hundred million, three hundred twenty five million. Go get your guy because that's the one guy that they valued willing to go the extra length for. And now our concerns, and my specific concern, is starting to come home to roost that I don't think they viewed anybody else, not Snell, not maybe even Bieber or Burns, who is still available in the trade market for me. They didn't view anybody else as willing to go over the line for. They didn't view anybody else as good enough to say, hey, I'm all in for 24. I need to go do this. Let me get the best player available. Let me go overpay. Let me go. I'll, I'll go negotiate uh, against myself or I'll go do something where I shouldn't do. Like, that's what they needed. They needed some element of that. And they were willing to do it for Yamamoto. And they came up $25 million short. I don't know if he would have been a, a Dodger. It's an old argument. But my point is, that was the guy to go get if you believed in him. Because I needed them to go get someone better than this. This rotation is now just average. And who knows? It might be good enough to hoist the trophy and have a parade. But it's not one of the best teams. It's not the team. And that's what they need to be. So ultimately, great deal. Great contract. Solid pitcher. This rotation's better. But it can't be the last move. And if you're talking about this... You know, the the tax money, I don't know if they're now in, in it for, for any more money, but the trade should still be available. This should not preclude you from looking to go trade for Burns. Burns just got his arbitration number. It's uh, $15 million. So Burns will cost you $16 million, uh, uh, $30 million, because, again, everything's going to be doubled now. 
Go get Burns. Go get Bieber. Go bring another top of the rotation man to this to this pitching staff and go all in for this year. This isn't good enough. Plain and simple. Before you get to everything else, this is not good enough. Now you get to the other stuff about it and the concerns about the player. Ultimately, I... I'm not that concerned that he's got problems with Brian Cashman. The problem is, is he too thin-skinned to be here? Because as much as he wanted to be here, make no mistake about it, he's embracing this. He puts the picture of him and his dad, and he's wearing a Yankee sweatshirt. He puts him in the uniform. He took a contract that I think everybody would have been surprised. I think most people thought, what's it going to be, two for 50, two for 52? It ends up being two for 37. It's an excellent contract. He did not have to rush to take this. There were still starting pitchers on the market. The, the, the starting pitching market has gone absolutely bonkers. Every uh, Giolito's money, uh, Montez's money. He didn't have to sign this contract. He wants to be a Yankee. But we have seen on Twitter, on social media, he attacks everyone. He blocks everybody. Everything bothers him. He's got something to say. He's attacked the Yankees' rotation at times. He's attacked Brian Cashman. He's attacked the fan base. For my, for for subtle, minor things that do not need to be commented on or adjusted for. So that's the only problem I have. My only concern is, is this a guy who right now the Yankee fans are unhappy with, who the Yankee fans view as this not being enough, who the Yankee fans view as someone who blocks them and talks bad about them and someone who's, you know, caused all kinds of problems on, on, on social media and, and has badmouthed them particularly and blocked almost every Yankee fan who's ever commented on him, who left the Mets in a bad situation, who probably, who didn't leave Toronto all that well, who now left the Cubs, who's constantly going around every team to team and it never feels just like everyone's happy with him. Nobody wants to re-sign him. There are going to be comments made. He's going to hear it. Rodon heard it. You're going to hear it. Rodon wanted to be here and still had to deal with the noise and was blowing kisses. This is something he's got to get under control if he wants to be here and be successful here. And I'm concerned at that fact because we've seen guy after guy be unable to make it work here in New York. But that's secondary to just, to me, the business isn't done. We can talk about whether or not you like him. We can talk whether or not he's too thin-skinned. We can talk whether or not there's a real issue here in how he goes about his, uh, you know, his social media habits. And he's gonna get, there's going to be a fight with someone on Twitter before you know it. You know, there's already video of him mocking uh, Soto, although him and Soto apparently patched it up already. I don't think that's a problem. I don't think any of it's a problem. And you know why? Because there's going to be a lot of pressure on several guys on this team for several different reasons. And one of them is going to be Aaron Judge. Because Aaron Judge now is going to have to show what kind of captain he is. Because if you want to look inside this clubhouse, they've added two guys now. Two guys that have come with issues of other teams and problems with the fan base. Now Verdugo got the benefit of being done before Soto, and once the Soto thing happened, all the Yankee fans got super excited about the, the prospect of the lineup and forgot how much they hated Verdugo. But Verdugo left Boston. The manager was thrilled to get rid of him. There was problems about showing up late. There's issues. 
And now Strowman, same thing. The fan base is not as willing to accept him the way they were Verdugo because they haven't done anything for the last month, and they know it's not good enough at the rotation, and they had other guys more uh, in their eyes and visions of making this rotation something great. So now the fan base is going to be ready to pounce on this guy at the first sign of him not being able to handle New York or the first sign of him clapping back at someone on Twitter. At the first sign of anything, this Yankee fan base is going to be ready to get on him. So Judge and Rizzo and some of the leaders of this team are going to have to make sure, and obviously the manager, Aaron Boone, and I do think this is one of his strengths, they're going to have to manage this clubhouse. And you are going to have to make sure this is a good room and a good fit because they went about it and Brian Cashman went about it. Sometimes I think he makes moves with the intent of bringing a little bit of an edge. We know that CC Sabathia clearly was brought here for an edge. Uh, you know, Nick Swisher was clearly brought here for an edge. But even more recently, Josh Donaldson was brought here, I think, with some of the, the idea of bringing a different kind of edge and shaking up the room. Well, they brought in two guys here who are clearly going to be a short honeymoon with the fan base and have had problems at previous stops. It's going to be up to Judge and Rizzo and some of the other, and Cole and the manager to make sure this all works together. And the other player that right now, assuming there's no other moves made, if there's no other pitcher added to this staff, the most important player on the New York Yankees is Carlos Rodon. If he can go back to what he was two years ago, which feels like an extremely tall ask, but if he can go back to what he was two years ago and be that second guy, can be that left-handed, you know, best K-rate in the National League two years ago, if he can go back to that guy and solidify that number two, then that changes the entire complexion of the rotation, and suddenly we all feel much better about it. He is the most important Yankee without question unless they go out and solidify that spot. But something just tells me, I don't know. Are, they, are, are the Yankees willing to, A, now add more money and double whatever salary because they're at the tax threshold, and B, I mean, now Clark Schmidt's out of the rotation? Like, I don't know if the Yankees, I'm very concerned this was the move. And if this ends up being the move, simply not good enough. Not good enough. 877-337-6666. So that's where we are with the Yankees. I'm still hopeful that they are smart enough to realize this was not good enough. But if this is the move, then I am just, this is a disappointing day. And what what this offseason got off to such a start with, obviously, the Juan Soto trade has fizzled with the loss of Yamamoto, with the inability to get Snell, the inability to get Montgomery or Burns or Bieber or Cease, one of those five pitchers. I've been saying it the last two weeks. One of those five pitchers has to be a Yankee. And if that's still the case, then this move is an excellent one. But if it's not, it's just not enough. And you've brought in a guy who's difficult for the fan base to root for and who you're going to have to figure out a way to make sure it doesn't cause problems in the room. And all that for a third or fourth starter, who you said in 2019 yourself wasn't a difference maker. And that's where the Yankees are. Not good enough. 1221, McMonagle here with you on the fan, 877-337-6666. We'll take your calls, obviously, on Stroman. And obviously, the football games this weekend coming up. A lot of talk with the coaching carousel that even our two New York teams who seem 
to have their coaches locked up for next year. A lot of thought that with these excellent Hall of Fame coaches available that suddenly the even the Giants should be looking to make a change. Well, we'll talk about that as well. So we got plenty to get to. The Knicks and their winning streak with a tough loss in Dallas. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. The New York Rangers have won the Stanley Cup. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. So, yeah, I'm just, I'm uns, uh, I am unsatisfied. I am unsatisfied. Stroman is a good, solid pitcher. Stroman makes the Yankees a better team. He doesn't make them as as good as they should be. And I find it hard to believe. Like, the more I think about it, uh, I just, I don't think they're going to add another pitcher. The only, I, I Certainly not in free agency. I just, I don't see them now adding Snell. And I was hopeful today that they offered him a contract that they would start working on it. Like, I got so many people in my Twitter mentions after I said, if this stops Snell, I don't like it. And so many people like, well, he turned down the contract. Yeah, he turned down the first offer. It's negotiations. I mean, you're right. I don't know. He might've, they might have made several offers, and this is the first one being reported. But there was no news on it at all. Nothing other than, you know, some minor connections to him like a week ago. But, like, nothing. And so today's news that they offered him a contract, I was like, okay, great. Now they'll be in discussions with Snell. Go get Snell. Maybe the the maybe the Strowman thing was exactly what we thought it was. Sort of a, hey, Snell, I'll go sign Strowman. I don't need you. To try and lower the number. And I thought that's where they were headed. But he offered, he turned down one offer, which is a fair offer. I, I agree. A five-year, $30 million year offer is fair for Snell. He wants more. He wants the extra year. I don't know if they want to go there. Clearly not. And there's a, a lot of issues here. And I'm tell, we are going to find out the kind of clout, respect, and captain that judges. Because now the room, I mean, again, you don't need, we were talking about this last night when we were talking about Stroman or we were talking about Bauer. You don't have to have a, cl- a clubhouse where everybody loves everyone. We know it. We know it here in this town. The, you know, 77, 78 Yankees did not like each other. Not, you know, I don't, they, I don't know. I think maybe sometimes the, 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 the level of, di- of hate or whatever is sometimes overblown, but they certainly weren't all buddies. You don't need all buddies. Sometimes there's a good dynamic to have a little bit of a an edge in the clubhouse, but it could very easily be a problem with Stroman. Verdugo came over with issues with the manager and showing up late and different things. Again, I was all in favor of the Verdugo move, obviously in favor of Soto, and ultimately this does make them better. But Burns, I'll say it again, Burns, Bieber, Snell, Montgomery, Cease. One of those five pitchers have to be a Yankee. And now I don't think that's plausible anymore. And that's just not good enough. It's not good enough for a year they're supposed to be all in. Now, is this team good enough to win? Yes. It's good enough to win. 
I do not think that, you know, it, it could be good enough to win, but it's not one of the it's not the clear-cut favorite. It's not the, you know, the best team in the American League. It's not a oh, they're going to win the division now. Like I, that's what I wanted. And that's what they could do considering with adding Soto, that's what one more big-time starting pitcher affords you. And instead, they went with a guy who has had problems everywhere, including with this fan base, with this organization, attacks everyone he can on social media, it gets involved in every single conversation, every single argument, uh, in every single topic. And while a lot of that's noise, and I don't care about it on some level, especially if he pitches well, but if he doesn't, how does he react? Because he wants this. Make no mistake. And I usually am behind players who want to be Yankees. Make no mistake, Yankee fans. Stroman wants to be a Yankee. Whatever he said before, he was a he was an angry, uh, you know, spurned lover. He wanted the Yankees to trade for him in 19. They didn't. And he was pissed off about it. And he's been pissed off ever since. And that's why he's attacking their rotation. That's why he's attacking Cashman. That's why he's, you know, pissed off at Yankee fans. Because ultimately, he wanted to be a Yankee. And despite saying he would never be a Yankee, the second he had an opportunity to, he took a let. There's no way in my mind he couldn't have got let more money. He could have got more money. He turned out, he left the Cubs. This guy wants to be a Yankee. So let's see if he can figure out a way to. Thicken up that skin, stop worrying about every single thing that's said or written about you, and go out there and try to be a a, 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 a part of this rotation and go win. And that's why Judge is going to be important, Rizzo's going to be important, Cole's going to be important. They're going to have to make sure this all works together. And then for me, it's Carlos Rodon. Because if he is what you hope in Blake, if you were to sign up Blake Snell or get a Burns or get a Bieber, if he can be that guy who could be the second best pitcher in this rotation, can be what he was two years ago, then I feel a lot better about it. But that's yet to be seen. Those are all question marks. The team is better. It's not good enough. There's still work to be done as far as I'm concerned. Figure it out. Shed some payroll. If, if trading Glaber makes sense, then trade Glaber to, to to get rid of his $16 million. Figure out a way to do that. Something. It's just not good enough. John in Hartsdale. What's up, John? Hey, how are you, man? First good. time. Big fan. Oh, thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. Yeah, I want to chime in on your uh, starting pitching uh, input on the Yankees because I'm uh, disappointed as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Yamamoto. The fact that we didn't go with that extra couple million, yeah, because I felt like we didn't want to hurt Garrett Cole's feelings. That, I can't imagine that being the case. I just can't. I know that came out later. I, I think that's a nice little convenient excuse after the fact to try and placate the fan base. I can't imagine that he would be willing. I mean, because they're going to blow Judge out of the water next year with with Soto. Are you going to say that like Cole is going to be looked at as the guy who couldn't tolerate a bigger contract, but Judge is fine with it? Like. I don't buy that for a second. I think they didn't want to. They thought they had a fair offer. There's a limit to it, and they weren't going to get into a bidding war with the Dodgers and the the Mets. I think, especially Steve Cohen. I think they viewed that as a losing endeavor. If it was just cool. about the money, like if they continued to go, oh well, I'll go there. Oh, he went here. No, I got to go there. Oh, I'll go. like Brian Cashman said it about a week before the the signing that he's not sure anyone can compete with Steve Cohen. So I think they viewed it as. This is a fair offer. We're giving you the benefit of money up front. We're giving you the benefit of an opt-out earlier. Take it or leave it. 
And I wish they wouldn't have because that's why I screamed about it. And I'm going to let you finish, John, but like that's why I was so pissed. People, I, I was getting f- blowback left and right. Why are you so mad about this Yamamoto deal? They, he's never pitched in Major League Baseball. They offered him a, a $300 million. He wanted to be a Dodger. Why are you so hung up on this? Move on, move on. Well, because I knew that, that Hal Steinbrenner was willing to go above and beyond for that great pitcher. I wasn't sure what plan B was, and if he was willing to go above and beyond, he. I think it just showed now. Clearly, they offered a contract to Snell. You don't want it. I'm not giving you a dollar more than that. I'll move on to. I'll. I'll go to my next best available. Like yeah, that was the no, one guy they were willing fine. to. They were willing to go do it Yamamoto, for. And now I don't know. Yamamoto is a 25 year old. Yeah. I understand he's been pitched in the leagues, but I'm. I'm afraid this is going to be the next Bryce Harbor on Cashman's resume. Well, Bryce Harper, they didn't even, you know, and thank you for the well, quote. Bryce Harper, they said they did, they had no room for him. They did offer Yamamoto $300 million. It's not quite the same. They just completely passed. They passed on Machado. They passed on Harper. They didn't even talk to him, have a meeting with him. This is different. They 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 flew to He flew to Japan to watch him start. They did everything they could except go that extra mile and offer more money. But they attempt. They gave him a jersey. They saved eighteen for him. If you believe that, they they didn't just sit this one out. They sat Harper out. I just think they should have went the extra mile because the other options aren't good. Like this money, add this money instead of going instead of like just add this money to the contract to give Yamamoto that you're giving uh, Strowman. Like put an extra forty million dollars on that and and go get the guy you want. That, uh, but again, who knows? He might have always wanted to be a Dodger. I get it. People are misconstruing what he said in the press conference that he said he would always been a Dodger no matter what. He did not. He said he would have been a Dodger even if Otani wasn't there. He never said I would have been a Dodger no matter what. But that's long gone. But my point was is that I knew they were willing to do it for him, and I wasn't sure who else they were willing to do it for. And clearly they're not willing to do it for Snell. They're not willing to do it for Montgomery. They're not going to trade away them farm system to get Cease or Bieber or Burns. And here we are with Marcus Stroman, who, again, solid pitcher. And if the Yankees were uh, in a different spot and you felt better about things and, you know, Soto wasn't here for – if Soto had signed a long-term deal already and, and things were different, maybe I'd feel different. But 2024 is all in. And he's not a good enough pitcher. And plus you add in all the other stuff about him – and his thin-skinned nature. And now there's a question mark whether or not, no matter how much he wants to be a Yankee, will he be a good one? Bruce and Flushing, what's up, Bruce? Chris, let me explain to you why this was a good move. Okay. Number one, the main thing that this signing does, it buys the Yankees time. It buys them time for what? To wait for the prices to go down. Okay. Now, maybe they do it before spring training. Maybe they do it before the season. Or maybe they have to wait. Prices on who? Prices on Snell? Prices on the guy from Milwaukee. Prices on 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 Snell, possibly. Prices on Jesus Lozado. I mean, Bieber Bieber is an injury waiting to happen. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, I'm not. I get it, and and he gives the innings, but I just don't. All right, so it quells the desperation, right? So it gives the. Yes. But I mean, why didn't? 
I, I mean, they could have got someone. I mean, I just I don't know if I buy that necessarily. That now they're just waiting. They they've they've afforded themselves this, so they got at least this, and now they can wait for prices to come down. What if prices don't come down in a market that every pitcher, M- M- Lucas Giolito, got crazy money for what he is? Montas, you talk about an injury waiting to happen. He got sixteen million dollars a year. You saw obviously the market seven hundred million dollars to a player. Yamamoto got what he got. We're seeing all when these I big say numbers. Prices, I don't necessarily mean money. I'm also talking about trade demands. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I guess, but I mean, I guess I understand you. And listen, I'm still hopeful. I'm still hopeful. Joe, Joe Sherman on, on MLB tonight. Yeah, I saw his tweet. It, well, yeah, he said the Yanke- this doesn't preclude the Yankees from going after the picture, and he thinks they will be going after the picture, but are waiting for prices to go down. And maybe the Yankees have determined that Milwaukee is not going to trade their picture until the trading deadline. So you easily could survive until the deadline with Stroman. Would you agree? Yes. Oh, no, they could survive. They probably, they could have survived without Stroman. Thank you for the call, Bruce. Yeah, I just, I, again, I don't know if he's going to be available. And then come, here's the thing, right? Trading for him now for a year rental for teams that, you know, I, I think there's less... There's less teams in the market. It's more of an ask because you're asking for the entire... Like, if you're going to trade for Burns, right? If you do it now, you're getting an entire year of of usage. So that makes the price go up compared to what it is at the deadline, you would think. And less teams... I just think less teams are in on it. Because teams that right now think, oh, I don't need that at the deadline who have a surprising year, suddenly everyone's clamoring for half a year of an uh, an ace pitcher. It's not that easy to get them. Like, I haven't heard a lot of teams surrounding him right now or talking about him right now. I don't know how many teams get opened up to it come trade deadline when teams you wouldn't think of right now find themselves right in the playoff mix because of the extra wild card team. And suddenly it's like, hey, you know what? For half a year, maybe I'm willing to do it. Why not take my one chance? Why not take my shot at the trade deadline? This is the same, that's the same argument we had about left field last year. How'd that work out? Oh no, it doesn't matter. By at the trade at the trade deadline, they'll add a left fielder. Yeah, and then uh, Reynolds signed long term with Pittsburgh, and the Cubs took uh, uh, Bellinger off the market. You don't need to sign Bellinger now. You get him at the trade deadline if he's good. Well, Cubs got hot, and suddenly not available. Who knows? What if Milwaukee gets hot? Like, yeah, Milwaukee might not want to trade him to the deadline. What if Milwaukee's leading that division by five games? You think they're just going to trade away their ace? What if he's having a Cy Young year, Milwaukee's playing great, and now suddenly it makes sense? What the hell? We'll ride this thing out. Let's see if we can chase a championship and shove it in Craig Council's face. Things change. I'm not waiting for the deadline. Lewis in College Point. What's up, Luke? Yes. Uh, first of all, great show, man. Thank you for taking my call. Thank you. Um, by the way, Strowman, that like you, like you already said, that's a good signing, man. In his nine years, he's already pitched over thirty innings, like four it's, or five times. It's a here, here's the thing. It's a good signing. I don't disagree with you. The contract is good for what good you deal, got. Yeah. The the contract's excellent. It's a great deal. That's why they took it. Like I I would have. He turned down more money in Chicago. He he's making less money this year than he turned down. I think he turned down twenty one million. 
Yeah, uh, he did. With the, I, with I the Cubs. I think he did get an extra year, though. Yeah, he gets an extra year, but, I mean, turning on the qualifying, you know, he's making, he would have made more money. Yes, it's an extra year, but I, I just, I, I'm surprised he took this deal. So it's a yeah. great deal. He's a serviceable pitcher. He's he's steady. He's solid. Uh, you know, he he's finished the last two years injured a bit. Uh, and at the start of the year, I mean, if he reverts back to being the pitcher he was in the – he was one of the best – you could make an argument he was a top two, three pitcher in the National League at the for the first half of this year. So if he gets back to being that and stays that the whole year, and it's a solid signing. I'm not going to tell you it's a disaster. The Yankees yeah. are better today than they were yesterday. I, I agree. But I agree. But, but if there's one move, it's just not the move. But listening, listening to you on the radio tonight, though, man, I gotta hear you. You know, talking about how it's not good enough. You guys got Soto. Yeah. You on paper, your rotation should be more than serviceable, man. Serviceable. Stop, stop beating up. Stop beating up on your pitchers. All right. But you really sound like a crybaby, man. All yeah, right. I, I say that with I say that with love and respect. You man. got it, man. Up. It's not. Right? I, so I am manning up. It's not. My opinion is not good enough. What's manning so up? Appreciation. All right, and really, how bad was your team already? Oh, man? well, you listen, you're judged. talking to the wrong guy, Lewis. I'm not going to sit here and, and, and talk about how I'm a crybaby Yankee fan. I, I, go to, I go to war with crybaby Yankee fans. I've been arguing about uh, the, the level of toxicity around this fan base forever. That's, that's what I'm known for. I'm known for being a Cashman defender. I'm a Cashman apologist. I wear it proudly. We meet three times a month. It's just me. So I'm not. I'm sorry. Have a little faith in my team and how bad were you last year? I've been. I've been making that argument forever. This the, the one team that's successful in this town is the Yankees over and over again. And I, I've been saying that forever. And Brian Cashman's won championships and made great moves and this and that. I've made those arguments. This is new. This is this year, and this year is supposed to be all in. And when you trade Juan Soto, they got Juan Soto. Great. I love it. He might be here for one year. You have to make the most of this season. Have to. Have to. Even if it costs you next year, even if it, it gets you into contracts that hurt you, long term, I'm all about this season. So, excuse me, again, it's a good solid move. It's not enough. It doesn't. It's if if there was one move to be had in the rotation. Now, I appreciate the last caller telling me that Joel Sherman saying they might go get another pitcher. I just I see it hard. I I I think Snell for sure is 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 extremely unlikely. I think Snell and Montgomery. Big time free agent, expensive pitchers at the top of the market. I think extremely unlikely because I think now they are over three hundred million dollars, and I think they've hit the the luxury uh, threshold where it's literally dollar for dollar. And if you think they're going to pay Snell sixty million dollars next year, I I don't know about that because if it takes thirty million dollars to sign him, that's sixty million dollars. It's a thirty million dollar tax hit. To give to their opponents. To give to the Rays so that they can beat them. I just don't see Steinbrenner doing that. I just don't. Now, could you trade for a, a Burns who's making 15 and pay someone 30 for one year? That's more like it. Because Snell, it's not even going to be just one year. It's going to be multiple years. And then you got to figure out a way to get underneath that th- tax threshold if you don't want to pay him $60 million a year. And you got to go give Soto big time money next year, and then his money will be doubled. Like, I just, I, I think there's a limit. Well, I mean, they'll, they'll lose some guys, and you know, they'll figure it out. But they, it might not be doubled necessarily. I don't know that for sure. But like right now, that's where they are. And so now to do this and go do Snell, I just think it's unlikely. 
I just think it's unlikely. And the idea that they're suddenly going to... What are they going to do with... And I know this shouldn't be the answer. I'm not. This should not be something that holds up the deal. But what are they going to do with Clark Schmidt? Clark Schmidt's not going to be in this rotation? They're going to have Clark Schmidt as what? A bullpen piece? Uh, the long man? Send him back down to AAA after having a pretty solid year? I would just... I never thought that they were in the market for two big pitchers. But maybe they are. And I'm still hopeful that they can make a trade. The trade now is more plausible to me. Because it's a one-year commitment, and it's a lot less money than giving Snell or Montgomery big-time money that's going to get doubled unless they figure out a way to – like if, if more trades are coming, if they figure out a way to to get you know contracts off the books, if they get someone to take uh, a portion of Stan's contract, or if they're going to trade Glaber Torres, or they're going to do something like that. But I just – I don't see it. Burns you could sell me on because it's $15 million. So that's $30 million, and it's just for one year. And then they'll work the contract out next year. But maybe. I'm open to it. They need to. They need to. The Yankees need a better pitcher. Michael and Valley Stream, what's up, Mike? Yeah, how you doing? Yeah, I'm really upset about this this uh, this this signing. I This is an all-in year, Mac, and yep. the Yankees have to go for it this year. I'm really, really extremely upset. I'm not extremely upset. It's just not good yeah, enough. I, it's not good enough. They, they, they trade for one. So, see, this is the logic I can't understand for the life of me. You trade for one of the best young players in all baseball. Soto's a stud. Yes. He's one of the best young players. This was an all-in season. Now you trade for Soto and you go from Juan Soto to Marcus Stroman. If the Yankees are going all-in, and this is a World Series season. Yeah. Why are they? Look at what the Dodgers are doing. The Dodgers, they want to win. They're going all in. The Yankees should be doing exactly what they're doing. And, and, and they're just punting the rest of the season. And like you said, I want Burns or Cease or Beaver. Because if it's just going to be Marcus Stroman and nothing else, uh, this is a very underwhelming season once again. And the Yankees always, they always they, they never go the extra mile. They make one big move and then they skip out the rest of the offseason. Just yep. like they did when they signed Garrett Cole that year and traded for Stanton. They never fill in the blank spaces, like the rest of the pieces, the necessary needs that they need. They always well, like go halfway, but they don't go all the way. There's, I, yeah, I, there's different years. I think last year's a better e- example of it than necessarily the year they got Cole. The other, the, uh, 2019, they went to game six of the ALCS. They won 101 games. Yeah. Like I, th- I thought, didn't you think stealing Cole away from the Astros, the one team you couldn't beat, was enough? I didn't really. No, no. I, I, thought I didn't really. Ex- one more. I thought they need one more solid, uh, like bat. I thought yeah, because- I mean, I, I guess I don't know. Ricky Leday was the starting left fielder for the 1998 Yankees. You don't need a superstar everywhere. No, no. no I'm not saying. I see. I'm not one of those fans that says yeah. get a superstar every position. I just want the necessary needs. But I really thought we're trading Soto. See, the Yamamoto thing seemed kind of like derailed the rest of their plans. But I don't know that why. Was it. Because, like, but they, they had no plan still, B after Yamamoto. I don't know why though, but you had Cease, Burns, and Beaver out there. That, that, well, those listen, are the guys that won. And listen, and so do I. So do I. Uh, um, Burns more than most, more than the others. But and let's hope that's still available. Let's let's see. Uh, maybe the Yankees aren't done because if all in is getting two to getting, if they're going all in, you get, uh, you get um, two pitchers. You go out and get Burns and Stroman. Now that's all in. That's all in. And I, let's see if they do it. And again, the last call is right too. You can always attack things at the trade deadline. The season's not over until the trade deadline. Other pitchers who we are not talking about now will will emerge as trade candidates. We we have no idea. There's this. You're always improving the roster. It doesn't stop at the start of the year. 
They they are going to be good enough to be in it. I think right now they are a playoff team without question. I think they're a playoff team, um, and they can always bolster it. But I want to do more now. I want to do more now. And, you know, I'm not totally disappointed. I'm not, like, devastated by this move. They did add to They could have easily said, hey, listen, we gave – we have a Cy Young Award winner. We got Nesta Cortez coming back. We gave $150 million last year to Rodon in our rotation. We got to make this work. We got Juan, we got Juan Soto. We got Verdugo. We, we fixed up the offense. You know, we're going to try. They could have easily done that. Adding Stroman is at least adding a legitimately good starting pitcher and replacing, you know, King. But they need more. Thomas and Queens. What's up, Thomas? Yes, um, I want to say, I think he's, uh, I think Stroman's a head case. He's a cancer in the clubhouse. He just has to be different. And I want to ask you one thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, the Yankees have this appearance about their, you know, about, uh, their uniform and, and facial hair and so on. So Stroman, he likes to wear like, uh, bandanas and, and do rags underneath. He's he's already mentioned it, yeah. I think that's fine. You think that's fine? Yeah, I think that's fine. Why is that? I, I don't think that's. Uh, well, they never in. had anybody like that, you know. Well, and, I'm sure. Uh, well, okay. Now your line just got terrible. Yeah, I don't think that's an issue as long as it's not. It can't be below his his his, his shoulders or whatever the the hair. They've had guys with some lengthy hair. He just can't wear it below his shoulders. I I don't think the way he does his hair is an issue. I really don't. Nor nor the bandanas or durags. They're not an issue. And, you know, I don't know if he's a head case necessarily. He's thin skinned. He doesn't want he 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 takes on every battle. He, he anyone who says something to him, he goes back at them. He blocks people. He's got things to say. He challenges people, accuses people of being things. Like it's too much. I agree. And for the Yankees, it might be an issue. Especially here in New York, he's got to be able to be insulted by the fan base or or catch some flack from the fan base and just be able to let it go in one ear and out the other. The way he should talk, put his locker right next to John Carlos Stanton's, and let Stanton teach him how to deal with the 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 failures of being a high paid uh, player with expectations here in New York, a free agent, high paid player. Will and Belmar, what's up, Will? Hey, how you doing tonight? Good. How are you, buddy? Not bad. Not bad. You know, so was, uh, I like your perspective on the Stroman uh, thing. Honestly, I, I really enjoyed the signing. I think relatively, he fits a decent role in the rotation. He's, I think, he has the potential to get the job done at a decent budget. I think they're moving in the right direction and getting the pieces they need to really get that extra step. Mm-hmm. But I also agree, there's one more pitcher you know needed to really get things done. I'm curious on your take on how big of a splash you would like to see in a trade for something like maybe Spencer Strider or something like yeah, uh, Bieber. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I wouldn't. I mean, you think Strider's? You think Strider's available? Well, I, in a just hypothetical. Did, did I miss something I, where the? I mean, I don't think they would trade Strider. I mean, I. I, be, I, I, I but yes, I'm looking for an ace. I'm not looking to make. There's no. So when you say what kind of splash am I looking for in a trade? I'm not. I'm looking for the biggest of splashes. I'm not. Otherwise, it's pointless. I'm not. The rotation's, uh, you know, pretty set. Other than that, like I'm not going to go get. I'm not looking for another th- mid mid rotation guy. 
I'm looking for a guy who's been an ace. I'm looking for a guy who's won a Cy Young. I'm looking for uh, – and Bieber can be that. I'm a little less excited about him, injury issues. Uh, but still, Burns, 100%. I want Burns. I want the big pitcher. That's what I want. I want the big pitcher. I'm not looking now to add a, a middle-of-the-rotation guy. That that won't excite me. Much like Strowman does not excite me. That's all. Strowman does not excite me. I'm not suddenly thinking, yes, we've fixed our rotation. We've made it better. He's a good pitcher. I think anyone who, anyone who would say anything else is foolish. He's a good pitcher. He's a very good pitcher. He's a no doubt about it, middle of the rotation for every pitching staff in all of baseball. But he comes with a little bit of an issue. He comes with being a little soft, a uh, little sensitive. And he's got to figure that out. And he's particularly with the Yankees has been, you know, a, attacking the Yankees. He had comments about he's better than every other pitcher besides Cole in the rotation. He took on Cashman after Cashman said he wasn't the difference maker in 2019. He's constantly going at it with Yankee fans. He's picked every fight under the sun. He's called, you know, he's he's gone at it with almost, you know, right? Didn't he have something with, with Boomer and Geo too? Like there's just always something. That needs to stop. But even after all that, without even considering that, just looking at this team this year, he makes them better. He doesn't make them as good as I wanted to. And with all these pitchers still available, like if they whiffed, like if if they made that offer to Snell, and then tomorrow, I, you know, I don't know the the. He goes back to San Diego, which I don't think would happen. But whatever, like he's he signs with. Someone for two hundred million dollars or two hundred and ten million dollars, and I'm like, all right, yeah, they weren't going to get him, and then and then Montgomery goes back to Texas, and you're like, all right, that wasn't going to happen. Like, if they started to lose options, then I'm more comfortable with, hey, they got to get somebody. And by some people's estimation, maybe this is some sort of buying of time, and 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 now using this as leverage in other negotiations. I hope so, I hope so, but I think they're done in the rotation. I'm, I'm I think they're done. And it's just not good enough.